the great physician. Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who have spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. We're developing discipleship tools, distributing them across multiple platforms to bring about a rapture-ready body of believers so that when Jesus Christ comes back, he'll have no trouble recognizing his own children. Tonight's nightlight is out of Luke chapter 5 and verse 31. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The great physician is Jesus. I want to read to you about a physician, and then we're going to talk about the great physician. Dr. Pedro Jose Greer has something of, become something of a legend in Miami. As an intern in 1984, Dr. Greer treated a homeless man with tuberculosis, a normally curable disease that uh, that had progressed to a fatal stage. Greer was appalled that someone in his own neighborhood could be so poor that he failed to, to get medical treatment. As the man lay dying, Greer spent four days searching the streets for the man's family, hoping the man wouldn't die alone. Rather than merely bemoan that one case, Greer took action. He set up a clinic and a shelter, beginning with only a folding table. He took other doctors along with him. His uh, Camillus uh, Health Concern is now one of the largest providers for medical care for the poor in South Florida, treating 4,500 patients a year. Greer has won numerous awards for his humanitarian efforts, but he's never forgotten the man who died alone between the three days he spends at the clinic and the time he spends in private practice, he searches Miami's worst streets for those who are in need of medical care. Greer's work costs him much, yet he sees himself as blessed. I've had the privilege of treating the sick and the honor of working with the poor. That's a truly worthwhile thing in life. And that, that is a, a good physician, maybe even a great physician. But I want to talk to you about the great physician in the context of the passage that I read, Jesus had called Levi from the IRS of his day to come and to follow him. The publicans, as they were called, were despised by the culture around them. They weren't somebody that was going to get treated well by anybody in the Jewish community. They were despised, lumped together with uh, prostitutes. Uh, publicans and prostitutes would have been along the, the same level in, in that biblical era. Uh, really despised, looked down on. And Jesus didn't look down on either one of those. He, he reached out to everyone in every circumstance. He was that great physician. And when the Pharisees criticized him over reaching out to Levi, he said, those that are whole don't need a physician, it's those that are sick. I didn't come to call the righteous, I came to call sinners. Here's a little secret the Pharisees didn't know. They were sinners. He, he came for them, but they were just too proud to admit it. They were too proud to get care. And because they had that Pharisaical attitude, that pride, that I, I know it all, I've got it all worked out, everything, everything is under control, because they had that sort of a mindset, they missed Messiah. Levi didn't miss Messiah, or Matthew is his other name, and he's one of the authors of the gospel. He, he didn't miss Messiah because he was humble enough to admit his need and follow the great physician. That great physician wants to reach out to you. The great physician stepped out of the corridors of heaven and came down and walked the dirty, dusty, Galilean pathways to call men and women, boys and girls, to repent and believe for the kingdom of God is at hand. 
And that same physician strides down the wide avenues of this world that are leading to destruction and calls us to turn off into a straight and narrow way that leads to life everlasting. Unfortunately, there are very few people that will take the treatment. Are you one that's wise enough and humble enough to say, Jesus, you know what, I'm a dressed up mess. I, I am a sinner, uh, guilty before you, God. I, I have a lying tongue, Lord. I have an adulterous heart. I've got a... A, a, a heated anger that can bend towards hatred and murder God. I, I'm a mess. All of the best that I have, all of my righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. I've got nothing that could earn me heaven because your word says, be therefore perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven is perfect, Matthew 5, 48. And if that's the standard for heaven, Jesus, I won't make it on my own. I need you to apply your righteousness, the medication of your blood, that was shed on the cross to my life so that I can be made right with you. The blood of Jesus Christ is the antidote to your sin problem. It's the only antidote. There's no other one. You can't add enough good works to deal with your sin issue. You can't get enough accolades from human sources to somehow get God to let you into heaven because of your wonderful letters of reference that you have. The only way that you and I get there is by the grace of God. And the grace of God was purchased by the cross of Christ and the shed blood that the great physician poured out for us. What a good God. I'm so thankful for him. I hope that you will take what I'm saying seriously. And I hope that you'll, in a humble way, repent before God today. It's so simple. It just means confessing that we're a sinner. And I am and you are. Billy Graham is, Mother Teresa was. Everybody that's ever uh, been born of a woman, with the exception of Christ, is a sinner. And we need that sin problem dealt with. And as you repent of your sin, and you believe that Christ's work on the cross is what provides salvation, full and free to you, and you receive that and accept him as Lord, the supreme authority of your life, and he begins to change how you behave. He changes your attitudes and actions, your belief and your behavior, your character and your conduct. He changes everything. What a good God. Could we pray? I'm going to pray and give a, a prayer that you can offer up to God right now, and then I'm going to pray for you. If you'd like to trust Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer after me, but speak it to God if it represents the thoughts and feelings of your heart. Say, Dear Lord, Please forgive me of my sins. There are many, God. Come into my heart and wash me with your blood. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit at this moment. Thank you for heaven as my home. Lord, right now, I make you the authority in my life, the boss of my life. Lord, I turn the steering wheel of my life over to you, allowing you to control what direction I go and the speed that I go. Help me, God, to live in a way that is well-pleasing to you. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Dear Lord God, I pray that you'd be with those that pray this prayer. If they did, help them to get a hold of me or another believer that they might learn the next steps to take. I thank you for the gift of salvation. I thank you that you made it simple enough that I as a child of seven could understand how to do it. And I thank you that you've made it so doctrinally rich and powerful that theologians can spend their entire existence trying to understand it in its depth. 
I pray that you would be with these. Give them a supernatural sense of your presence tonight as they rest. Let them know you love them and care for them. I thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. I love you, but Jesus loves you even more. You have a great night. Great Physician, Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who have spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. We're developing discipleship tools, distributing them across multiple platforms to bring about a rapture-ready body of believers so that when Jesus Christ comes back, he'll have no trouble recognizing his own children. Tonight's Nightlight is out of Luke chapter 5 and verse 31. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The great physician is Jesus. I want to read to you about a physician, and then we're going to talk about the great physician. Dr. Pedro Jose Greer has something of, become something of a legend in Miami. As an intern in 1984, Dr. Greer treated a homeless man with tuberculosis, a normally curable disease that, uh, that had progressed to a fatal stage. Greer was appalled that someone in his own neighborhood could be so poor that he failed to, to get medical treatment. As the man lay dying, Greer spent four days searching the streets for the man's family, hoping the man wouldn't die alone. Rather than merely bemoan that one case, Greer took action. He set up a clinic in a shelter, beginning with only a folding table. He took other doctors along with him. His uh, Camillus uh, Health Concern is now one of the largest providers for medical care for the poor in South Florida, treating 4,500 patients a year. Greer has won numerous awards for his humanitarian efforts, but he's never forgotten the man who died alone between the three days he spends at the clinic and the time he spends in private practice, he searches Miami's worst streets for those who are in need of medical care. Greer's work costs him much, yet he sees himself as blessed. I've had the privilege of treating the sick and the honor of working with the poor. That's a truly worthwhile thing in life. And that, that is a, a good physician, maybe even a great physician. But I want to talk to you about the great physician in the context of the passage that I read, Jesus had called Levi from the IRS of his day to come and to follow him. The publicans, as they were called, were despised by the culture around them. They weren't somebody that was going to get treated well by anybody in the Jewish community. They were despised, lumped together with uh, prostitutes. Uh, publicans and prostitutes would have been along the, the same level in, in that biblical era. Uh, really despised, looked down on. And Jesus didn't look down on either one of those. He, he reached out to everyone in every circumstance. He was that great physician. And when the Pharisees criticized him over reaching out to Levi, he said, those that are whole don't need a physician, it's those that are sick. I didn't come to call the righteous, I came to call sinners. Here's a little secret the Pharisees didn't know. They were sinners. He, he came for them, but they were just too proud to admit it. They were too proud to get care. And because they had that Pharisaical attitude, that pride that I, I know it all, I've got it all worked out, everything, everything is under control, because they had that sort of a mindset, they missed Messiah. 
Levi didn't miss Messiah, or Matthew is his other name, and he's one of the authors of the gospel. He, he didn't miss Messiah because he was humble enough to admit his need and follow the great physician. That great physician wants to reach out to you. The great physician stepped out of the corridors of heaven and came down and walked the dirty, dusty, Galilean pathways to call men and women, boys and girls, to repent and believe for the kingdom of God is at hand. And that same physician strides down the wide avenues of this world that are leading to destruction and calls us to turn off into a straight and narrow way that leads to life everlasting. Unfortunately, there are very few people that will take the treatment. Are you one that's wise enough and humble enough to say, Jesus, you know what? I'm a dressed up mess. I, I am a sinner, uh, guilty before you, God. I, I have a lying tongue, Lord. I have an adulterous heart. I've got a... A, a, a heated anger that can bend towards hatred and murder God. I, I'm a mess. All of the best that I have, all of my righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. I've got nothing that could earn me heaven because your word says be therefore perfect even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Matthew 5 48. And if that's the standard for heaven, Jesus, I won't make it on my own. I need you to apply your righteousness, the medication of your blood that was shed on the cross to my life so that I can be made right with you. The blood of Jesus Christ is the antidote to your sin problem. It's the only antidote. There's no other one. You can't add enough good works to deal with your sin issue. You can't get enough accolades from human sources to somehow get God to let you into heaven because of your wonderful letters of reference that you have. The only way that you and I get there is by the grace of God. And the grace of God was purchased by the cross of Christ and the shed blood that the great physician poured out for us. What a good God. I'm so thankful for him. I hope that you will take what I'm saying seriously and I hope that you'll, in a humble way, repent before God today. It's so simple. It just means confessing that we're a sinner. And I am and you are. Billy Graham is, Mother Teresa was. Everybody that's ever uh, been born of a woman with the exception of Christ is a sinner. And we need that sin problem dealt with. And as you repent of your sin and you believe that Christ's work on the cross is what provides salvation full and free to you and you receive that and accept him as Lord, the supreme authority of your life, and it begins to change how you behave. He changes your attitudes and actions, your belief and your behavior, your character and your conduct. He changes everything. What a good God. Could we pray? I'm going to pray and give a, a prayer that you can offer up to God right now, and then I'm going to pray for you. If you'd like to trust Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer after me, but speak it to God if it represents the thoughts and feelings of your heart. Say, Dear Lord, Please forgive me of my sins. There are many, God. Come into my heart and wash me with your blood. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit at this moment. Thank you for heaven as my home. Lord, right now, I make you the authority in my life, the boss of my life. Lord, I turn the steering wheel of my life over to you, allowing you to control what direction I go and the speed that I go. Help me, God, to live in a way that is well-pleasing to you. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Dear Lord God, I pray that you'd be with those that pray this prayer. If they did, help them to get a hold of me or another believer that they might learn the next steps to take. I thank you for the gift of salvation. I thank you that you made it simple enough that I, as a child of seven, could understand how to do it. And I thank you that you've made it so doctrinally rich and powerful that theologians can spend their entire existence trying to understand it in its depth. I pray that you would be with these. Give them a supernatural sense of your presence tonight as they rest. Let them know you love them and care for them. I thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. I love you, but Jesus loves you even more. You have a great night.